Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 162. One game, one uh, one episode for every game of the MLB season. I am joined by Tucker, back from vacation. I am joined by Dylan, who's gone away from the computer. And I'm joined by, I'm not joined by Cam. The energy tonight on this podcast is extremely low. I don't know why. This is one of the best episodes of the year. We get to break down the Super Bowl. It's our last football episode. And everyone's just like, doesn't care. How are we doing, Tuck? I'm living the dream. Oh, I'm here. Right? I got a take for you. Well, we're not just jumping into takes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the episode. Tucker's got energy. Dylan, you missed my great, my great. All right, Cam, Cam's here. He's fired up. Uh, Dill, you missed the the announcement. 162 episodes. One get one for every game of the baseball season. And I actually could hear it. I was in the kitchen. I could hear it. All right. Well, let's get Love into it. it. Uh, winners and losers. Probably um, too many. Too many games for a season, but frankly, too many episodes. Um, Tucker, winner of the playoff challenge. He had picked the Chiefs as the Super Bowl champion preseason. Two years in a row, Tucker has done that. Just a quick program note. Uh, Wow. Takes home an extra 10 points. Um, Edges out Dylan, who had 19. Uh, Cam with 16. Myself with 17. So congratulations. How many Tucker have? Tucker has 28. 28. Because I got the 10 point there. Yeah. So did you get – how many did I get for, for getting a Super Bowl? Just one? You didn't have – you had Bill's Box Super Bowl. No, no, no. For just picking the Chiefs. Did I just get one? You get one point, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, unfortunately – Congratulations, Tucker. Well-deserved. Two years in Thank a row, Tucker. Two years in a row, pick the right, the right team to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is – I mean – I told you, I, anyone that's ever been in the fade Tucker movement is just having a bad year. I mean, a miracle for Kansas City that you pick Kansas City considering nobody picked them to win the Super Bowl. Well, I'm shocked that, yeah, no, I, I guess it was just me. Uh, <laughs> the only media outlet that believed in the Kansas City Chiefs was Wasted Takes <laughs> to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um. Also, big winner for me, I'm claiming this one. Gino wins Comeback Player of the Year, called that week one. So I'm pretty happy with that one. Um, other Brock awards. Brock Purdy did not. Loser for me. Brock Purdy did not win. Brock Purdy did not win. Um, what's that running back there? Kenneth. What's yeah, his name? I was so surprised. Walker. Walker. He didn't he win. Bimbo from the Jets. Did anybody yeah, have uh, like a pretty boring? That was bad, bad pick. I'm gonna take off my NFL hat for that. I one. think that we're also just like, I think we've been spoiled the last two years with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, and so like you know, Garrett Wilson had a good season for a rookie, but we think a good season for a rookie wide receiver is like breaking the rookie wide receiving record and being up for MVP. <laughs> I yeah, think we've been spoiled by the last couple of years. Kenneth had over a thousand yards. Because Chris Olave, I mean, sorry, um, Garrett Wilson had a good year in every say every time of the word. I mean, he's going to be a good receiver in the future. 
He just, you know, he's not Justin Jefferson. He's not Jamar Chase. Those guys are generational talent. Just happen to be back to back years. Um, let's see here. Uh, Cameron wins the poll this week for uh, the March Madness take. Kind of disappointed to see that, but I really like my take this week. It's a shame. Um, takes the lead. Three, two Tucker, two Dylan, zero for me. Still not on the board. Having a rough Dang start wow. the year. Yeah. A really rough Will start Will Trey ever year. get a point? I might, I might not. Boycott Trey. Um, okay. Anybody else got winners and losers before Tucker jumps into his take? I do not. All right. Let <laughs> her rip, Tucker. Tuck. Tucker wants to go in. I'm excited. Um, so, I was looking into the Eagles Super Bowl, and I was thinking, what factors led to the Eagles losing the Super Bowl this year? Some people are saying the grass. Some people are saying the defense. Some people are saying Nick Sirianni. My thought is the anthem. And I know you're thinking, Tucker, are you talking about the national anthem? No. Tucker, then you must be talking about the black national anthem. Also, no. It is about... The Philly national, the Philly anthem from this year. I just like to remind everyone, the Philly anthem from 2017 was Meek Mill's "Dreams and Nightmares," one of the most legendary songs. I mean, I like that was against the Patriots, but going up against a team playing that song, intimidating. This year. I just want to rock by Lil Uzi Vert. Nothing about that song is intimidating. I just got some quotes from the song right here. Lil Uzi Vert, I just want to rock. Shorty got that body, adi, ah. Hit her one snow ties. How you gonna kill my vibe? Sorry, that doesn't inspire a championship performance out of me. Now you compare that to Dreams and Nightmares. They gonna remember me so much money have to have friends turn into enemies and when there's beef turn your enemies to memories. Talks about Philly in the song, Philly being tough. The entire first verse just is pump you up. The entire song is just absolute Philly, absolute just tough. The Lil Uzi Vert just isn't Philly to me. I don't like. I don't see Philly tough. I don't see Philly scumbags. I don't see anything that inspires hope. And I blame Lil Uzi Vert sixty percent of the reason why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Okay, as a Uzi stan, I will address this. Um, I think you're a hundred percent right. Like this song is. I I don't like this song. I like. I have. I like a lot of Lil Uzi songs. This one doesn't do it for me. It's kind of dumb. There's like four words to the whole thing. Uh, it's just kind of a good it's, beat. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's, it's not a good song. Um, he is Philly. He's from Philly. He reps Philly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, you can't He's come out to Meek Dreams. Mill Philly. Meek Mill was just straight out of jail in 2017. You can't come out to Dreams and Nightmares again, though. You can't do it. That's like. I, a, but you can't. You can't. Then don't have an anthem. I don't know if it's an anthem. It's just yeah, a walkout that was, song. That's, they went out and the NFC Championship game with Lil Uzi Vert to I Just Want to Rock. That's as much of an anthem as anything. If you go out with a rapper 
bring the rapper out onto the field with you. I'd call that an anthem. Yeah, I mean, it's a not a good song. Low Uzi's definitely Philly. They can't. They couldn't match up to Dreams and Nightmares. So I guess I agree with you. It, it, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's Uzi's fault. I think it's Jalen Hurts not being able to hang out with football. But Dill. Whoa! Oh, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start this fight already. Now, I mean, the obvious choice is going with uh, some sort of Rocky Balboa Gonna Fly Now remix or something. Uh, I think that would have take the, taken the cake. I mean, I get Uzi being from Philly, uh, but like Tuck said, not, not an inspiring song. Uh, <clears throat> the thing is, is, I mean, I'm all for like these stupid sort of uh, attributes or, or like second thought um, things, you know, making an impact on a game when they have actually actual no impact on it, like my hair takes or jersey takes. So I have to agree based on that fact. Uh, but I, I'm trying to understand as an opposing team, I don't think I'm going to remember what uh, the other team's, like, walkout song is. I, don't think I do. Dreams of Nightmares is forever. Disagree. Yeah, but as a player, that doesn't bother me. No, it, it, I can promise you, Tom Brady can't listen Trey, to Nightmares. Ambition. Trey, Ain't No, ain't no Mountain High. Remember that one? I remember that one. I remember, yeah, I remember old Rochester. They gonna love me for my ambition. Uh-huh. I remember that one. Yep, I remember when they go on. I'm sorry, those things might not. Maybe they affect people more than more than they affect me. So, okay, I'll agree. Uh, Cam. So it shook me to realize just now to find out that they didn't come out to Dreams and Nightmares. I had no idea until just now. I think it's stupid, Trey, that you could say they can't do it again. Can't do it again. Why wouldn't you do it again? You have to do it again. You can't just do it once and then expect. You can't. Gotta find your own identity. I can't wrap my head around why you wouldn't stick with the same thing. Why would you flip it the first time? Why would you flip it if it was the most notorious uh, intimidation walkout? It's like a sequel to a movie. It's like a sequel to a movie. It's like, oh, I've seen this before. No, Nick no, Foles no. beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl Nick Foles for the hard. song Dreams at Nightmare. That song can do anything. You put it out there again, and you keep putting it out there until you get smoked. You could have lost that game, but at least you know you came out cool. Maybe it doesn't work the next time. But you have to do it again. That's you insane. Lil Uzi is not... Lil Uzi would, be, would get eaten by me now. And yeah, I think like, Lil Uzi is just, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't think the Lil, I don't, I don't they like should have came out I mean, to, uh, a good little jam session in the car with your buddies, but, yeah, he's not he's the Super Bowl material. They should have came out to Exo Tour Nick Foles and the, the, the music that he embodies, and then Jalen Hurts' <laughs> style. So um, just compare the two, and then compare the two's music, and all right, I have a take. Um, uh, struggled to, to come up with one today. 
just after the Super Bowl, so many different ways I could go. But um, I was keeping an eye on the parade today for Kansas City and all the talking that's going on, and I'd like to, to go into more depth on it later, but we're already hearing Dynasty being thrown around. Now, I don't know how you guys define a Dynasty. I think you got to win three to become a Dynasty. They're obviously at two. Yes, they've been to three. Yes, they've been in the AFC Championship. Every year, Mahomes is a starter. They've hosted the AFC Championship. They're a great team right now. Absolutely unbelievable team. Um, they are not a dynasty. They have not won three championships. Uh, they have not won anything back-to-back either. Um, so, Kelsey today was like, you guys didn't know the dynasty was here. We're living in the dynasty. This is the dynasty. The dynasty's here. Blah, 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 blah. My take is the Chiefs will not win a third title by the end of the decade. They're going to go. The next championship they can win is in 2030 because they're calling in the curses. They're bringing in the dynasty talk. They aren't there yet. Um, This is more of just a wishful thinking for me and a hope, and they're probably going to win next year. But... They are cursing themselves by calling themselves a dynasty. They are pre-dynastalactulation. I, I was trying to do something there. It didn't work. But they are getting to, they are, they are not a dynasty yet. As a fan of the last two dynasties in the NFL, um, they're not there yet. And they need to check themselves a little bit. Uh, Dylan? Premature dynastification. Dynastactulation. <laughs> Speculation. Yeah, I mean, okay. I can I can understand the rumblings of of the dynasty talks. Especially They're right since, there. They're on the on the precipice. Especially since they've been the AFC championship game for further, what is it, five seasons? Mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of on the cusp. If they They're had on the cusp won, for sure, not denying that. I mean if if they had won last year, or if they'd have won another one within these five years, I would say they are in the dynasty realm. They're, they're a dynasty if they win three. That's what I'm saying. They're not so, going to win three. But here's the thing. What if they like get bounced first round of the playoffs next year and then win the next year after that? What would you say then? If they... Yeah. That's the dynasty. If they get bounced and they win the next year, I'd say, yeah, they're a dynasty. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm saying if they, if they rules, go – like no, I get you. The way you look at the Patriots dynasty, you can either look at it as one long dynasty. I think of it as two. I think of they won three in four years and then they won three in four years. And I, I guess there was no yeah, dynasty in between, so you can, can kind of conjoin those. But for the Chiefs – if they win these two here and then win one in seven years, I don't think that's combined. I mean, Andy Reid will probably be gone. The roster will be entirely different. So, Yeah, so th- this this is my next thing. The next championship has to be within the next two to three years, and it has to be with Andy Reid and Mahomes. If those, if those things don't happen, then I'm just not even going to call. But they're right there. And by giving, giving them – because, like, who, what players on the Patriots were saying that they were a dynasty? Like, a lot this of is them. the type of. A lot of them. 
at the time. But not not before they won three. Sorry, maybe I wasn't hearing that. But I would I would tend to agree that it's not there yet. Do I think that it's gonna? They're giving themselves bad juju and they won't reach that. Uh, no, I think they will win in the next three. Yeah, they they will they will. But you know, uh, Cam. I think when they listen, this you're just giving them fuel for the fire. Good, good. Because somebody <laughs> needs to. <laughs> yeah, because they they're running out of things to play for at this point. <laughs> because they were playing all last season on people saying that they weren't good enough to win win without Tyreek Hill or Andy Reid made up some sort of lie. So he's gonna have to come back with something big. He's gonna have year. to play this. And he might he might have to resort to little podcasts like this to hang up on the bulletin board to give him some juice that little kids can't do anything or record his tiny podcast that nobody listens to are calling them teams and that's what they're going to have to play for. So you're giving them fuel for the fire. They absolutely guarantee to win the Super Bowl next year and your face is going to be on the bulletin board in the locker. Honestly, <laughs> no, I, I, would no, love I don't, I don't know if it was you guys that someone from here that put it in, a, in the chat, but, um, Andy Reid was what supposedly manipulating uh, the 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 guys on the team yeah. to feel like they I mean, were. We'll t- I was going to touch on it later when we talked about like their motivation and everything. But I think I think Andy Reid needs to go into politics or something because he's moving he's moving people's minds down in Kansas City. He, he's he's making them think what he wants. So I mean, the, man, the man's got a future yeah. elsewhere. Once he retires, if he wants it. Tucker? Um, so I will say, obviously three in the Dynasty. They're currently on Dynasty Watch. They're on Watch. Um, they're for sure. No Dynasty Watch. They're absolutely on Dynasty Watch. I know. I, mean, it's just... I think they're the only team on that category. But here's the thing. To be a Dynasty, there's two things you need. A great coach and a great quarterback. They have both. So I currently believe that they will be the next dynasty because to have, I'd say you need a top three in the league of both to become a dynasty. And right now they have. Yeah, but they, they're uh, saying it too early, Tucker. I, I, you know what? I do agree that they, you know, they're getting cocky. Travis Kelsey is a bit of a dumb meathead. I 100% agree. But at the end of the day, uh, People keep, like, talking about the new thing and how, like, oh, maybe this new thing will be better than Pat Mahomes. Maybe this new thing. It's still Pat Mahomes at the end of the day. Like, I, the best QB in the NFL is Pat Mahomes on two legs. The second best QB in the league is Pat Mahomes on one leg. And I stand by that. He is just that – he is leaps and bounds above anyone else in the NFL right now, in my opinion. I, I got – like, Joe Burrow comes up to the pass sometimes. Josh Allen is great, but he's an idiot. Um, so, I just – yeah. I mean, I just don't see anyone I, – I can see them losing any given year, but I think the dynasty is definitely going to happen. I think they win one in the next <clears> – <throat> I don't even know what's developed a dynasty. Like, because if they win one in four years, that's three in ten years. Is that a dynasty? I'd say so. 
if it's spread out like once every three or four years, they win one. If it's the same head coach and the same quarterback. Yeah. So let me amend my take. I won't say 2030. I'll say when did they first win? 2019. So they have to win one, win three by 20, 2029. So yeah, 2029. Is. Okay. So it is three. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yes. Uh, all right. Who's going to take? But one more thing on that, too. Um, I got one more thing on that first. Uh, the league also loves the Chiefs. Loves them. Loves them. So, I mean, absolutely loves them. Uh, Goodell either hugged and picked somebody, got picked up by Chris somebody. Chris Jones. Loved it. It was cringy. Uh, I, I mean, they're bound to win, I think, simply just because the league loves them, too. Right. The league will help them. It wouldn't help the Patriots. Still, still overcame it. Um, Cam, go ahead. All right, I got a great take. I've been this one's been brewing up for a little bit. Um, so buckle in. I got a team here. Um, I've been thinking about the script. I've been thinking about kind of if it's real, if it benefits anyone, certainly. And I think there's there's some merit to it. Now, this year Russell Wilson had a particularly bad year, no doubt about it. Right. However. I think there's there's a method to the bad season, method to the madness, because there was really no reason for him to be that bad. There wasn't any noticeable changes in the way he played. I think this is a front year, right? He was just fronting. He wanted to get paid. He wanted to just play badly. Um, so it didn't look like it was scripted when he came back this year and wins the Super Bowl. Okay. Now, the script is written, listen, Sean Payton is the head coach there. Sean Payton is, even though Bounty Gate, he was still maintained in the league, um, very well-liked, offered positions. Um, he's very liked by the NFL. If After the Bounty, if any other coach in the league got caught with that, they'd be gone. He's got connections with Goodell. Next point, Russell Wilson is the biggest brown noser. He offered up the flag football idea for the Pro Bowl. I don't know if you guys saw that. He was the one that recommended flag football to Goodell. That would be a good idea. Goodell ate it up. The last thing here, Russell Wilson scam just came out here that his charitable donations, only 25% of the donations that he gets actually goes to his foundation. Where do the other ones go, you say? I think to Roger's pocket. <laughs> right Russell to the reps. Wilson, Russell Wilson is scheming along with Roger Goodell. He's doing everything in his power to get a bunch of money and to win another Super Bowl. The Broncos, either this year or the next. He's on a three-year deal, or is it longer? I have no idea. Four. I thought it was two. Within his contract, <laughs> so if it's, this, if it's only one more year, he's winning it this year. Within his contract... He will, no, you know what? Let's say it. This year, the Broncos will win the Super Bowl because of the aforementioned items. Oh, he signed a five-year contract with the Broncos. Yep, this year. Maybe all four years. Maybe <laughs> the Broncos will next time. Let's just start off with this year. Broncos win because of what I mentioned. All right. I love all the connected dots. I do. Um, I think Russell Wilson's a huge scumbag, by the way. Like, I already thought it because all his teammates in Seattle started to come out this year and be like, he sucked. 
He was annoying. He didn't. You had to. You had to text his manager to talk to him. And then this thing came out about the um, the charitable do- donations. And boy, uh, what a scumbag! Um, I truly believe he's washed. I said it b- before the season. I said I don't think they're going to be very good. I think he kind of stinks. Um, so I'm going to maintain that. And I just think he's bad. Wouldn't be surprised if Roger does try to push for it. It'd be tough though because he has his boy. Um, Mahomes in that division. Um, but Roger is a fraud and we all know that. And he is, uh, constantly trying to, uh, manipulate the league. Uh, we've already gone over the, uh, officiating, con- uh, conspiracy that's going on. Um, by the way, he said that officiating has never been better in this league. Um, no, I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl. I think he, I think Bounty Gate was lit. So I like Peyton. Um, but, I think Russell Wilson just kind of sucks. I think he's just bad. And and I have to kind of maintain that narrative because I like that narrative. Dill? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Trey here, Cam, although I I do like your uh, tinfoil hat uh, conspiracy on this. Um, I mean, money's definitely not going to Goodell from, from Russell Wilson. But I, <clears throat> I will say... He, uh, Goodell seems to like Wilson for whatever reason. Um, as for the season being a front, I think they just suck. Uh, and they're going to continue to stink. They made no, as you mentioned, they made no noticeable changes throughout the season, even though, you know, two games into the year, you could tell something was wrong. Um, I mean, no noticeable changes to the play because they what? They had four wins. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to disagree on this one, Cam. Tucker. Um, so, I can see this one, because what do I say that you need to build a dynasty? Great head and coach, and a great QB. And, I mean, Russ, you can say what you want about Russ, but he's a guy, talented guy, that his teammates had his back is the thing. Like I was out on Russ until all this shit talking was going on about him. And his teammates were right there on his, like Jerry Judy was messaging out and all that. And like these guys actually do have his back and they believe in him. And I think that a bounce back year is coming. So I'm actually kind of agreeing with Cam on this one. I'm not sure if they want a Super Bowl, but I can see it happening. I can see a world where it does happen. I think the One Raiders think thing. Here. No. Not the Raiders. Sorry, go ahead. Finish up. Sorry. I said I think the Raiders are going to stay shitty was what I was going to say. <laughs> and I think the Chargers um, are still the Chargers, regardless of what anyone says and regardless of the hype around Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert and Justin Fields are – Two guys, in my mind, that are the same exact things. Haven't really accomplished much of anything, but they're getting all the hype right now. But yeah, like guys like Russ are still some of the best QBs in the league. Uh, Cam, I just want to uh, make sure this take is reflected in your preseason picks next season. It shall be. All right. I shall be, uh, <laughs> this down. There's one last thought. Tucker, you were saying, say what you want about Ross. 
if he did, if Malcolm Butler didn't happen, you can make the argument he's a top ten quarterback of all time. Absolutely, multiple Super Bowl winner, and everyone knows you haven't won a Super Bowl until you won two. He's not a Super Bowl. He's not a Super Bowl. And winner, the stats, right? his stats before the season were pretty off the charts, just about uh, beyond his years is what I was looking for. So if he could, if, if he could win another one with another team and put together three more, he finished out his contract with you know a couple thirty-five yard. 30-yard, 30-touchdown seasons, he's still going to go down as one of the best. Super Bowl, he needs a, he needs a Super Bowl. <laughs> he, they just look so bad this year. Just so bad. Well, like, Hackett sucks. Nathaniel Hackett could not hack it. Yeah, no. I think that's a lot to do with Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, but how many games did that man coach? I think they'll be better. I do. Almost all of them. Yeah. He got fired like week 16 or something. Uh, Dill, you got a take for us? <clears throat> I do. Um, a lot of talks were had on the show about Brady uh, going to the Raiders because of all situation in Raiders and Derek Carr. Uh, but we never touched on Derek Carr's future. Now, Derek Carr yesterday was released by the Raiders officially. He is now a free agent and can sign with whomever he chooses. Or not sign at all. He could retire. Uh, now, landing spots, there's already you know, odds on betting where he's going to go. A lot of people are saying Panthers. People are even saying the Bucks. I, however, am on the Jets train. I think Derek Carr is going to the Jets. Now, <clears throat> it's not one of the higher, most picked places, but I'll give you a few reasons why. Uh, number one, the Jets don't have pull. They're the Jets. Yes, they are getting a little better, both sides of the ball. Uh, it seems like they're missing a quarterback. But to me, it seems like they're missing a serviceable quarterback. I don't think they need to spend a butt ton of money and spend all their draft picks on an, on a Rogers, uh, trade. And like I've said many times before, Rogers will not leave green Bay. He's got too many roots in green Bay. And for all the other reasons I said before, he's either going to retire or continue to play there. If he can, if he, I, 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 I only think he, he leaves and goes somewhere that he thinks is respectable. I don't think he thinks the Jets are respectable. Number two, Derek Carr is really bad, apparently. The rumblings in the clubhouse last year um, in cold weather games. Now, you would think that that would mean that playing at the Jets would be uh, a bad choice. But I think the Jets are too stupid and will offer him too much money, and he's going to have to take it. And that's not going to be a factor. It's partly the um, reason why people are saying Tampa Bay, plus he's got, I think, a former coach at Tampa Bay and maybe even a former coach in, in, in Carolina. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, and I think that 
playing for the Jets for him is his best option because in his career stats, it's the best conference he, he's played against. If you look at wins, maybe he's five. I mean, you can look that up. Maybe I looked at the wrong numbers, but I thought it was five and four in his career, which is not great, but everything else was, was worse out of the options available. But Derek Carr is going to the Jets. That's the take. It's going to be four years, $98 million, and he's going to wear number five. That's the take. Um, uh, yeah, I really like this, actually. Um, I think this makes the most sense out of all the quarterbacks that are kind of being rumored. <coughs> Excuse me. I do think Rodgers will end up staying in Green Bay because he is a coward, Dylan. You're right. He doesn't like change. Um, he doesn't want to challenge himself. He just wants to go out and play football for, you know, eight months a year and then do drugs for the rest of the time. Uh, he's got his uh, ayahuasca. Well, uh, this year he's down doing, on the docks. This year he's doing a, a uh, darkness retreat, so he's going to spend like a month in complete darkness, which is wild. Um, I think it's like four days. Oh, whatever. Still, four days in complete darkness. Um, but Lamar, I don't see happening. Um, I think he's going to want to go somewhere more flashy. I think he probably ends up in Baltimore, to be honest with you again. I think they're just going to offer him. I think Lamar goes to um, Tampa. Possibly. I mean, but um, this makes sense because you have Zach Wilson, who they say that they're not giving up on. Robert Salas said that. Um, you bring in a guy like Carr to compete with him. You know, and if Carr does win, you're right, Dill. They don't need an excellent quarterback right now. I think they just do need a serviceable, serviceable quarterback because their roster is obviously a lot better than it's been, and they have two rookies that are, you know, really stand out. Um, so yeah, I I really like this take. I think he will end up as the Jets quarterback. Um, Tucker. Um. Yeah, I hope not. Um, not, not because of that. I like Derek Carr and that's why I hope not. I just don't think he gives Jets energy because to be a Jets player, you kind of have to be a loser, um, and suck at QB. And so I don't really want that future for Derek I mean, Carr. He fits that mold though. He's a loser and he sucks at quarterback. Derek Carr doesn't suck at quarterback. Yeah, he kind of does. Um, um, but, I mean, you're just ruining your career. You're just throwing it away. I mean, I guess it's for a bag, but you're never going to be a good quarterback on the New York Jets. See, and that's part of the reason why I think he's going to go there. Because they're going to shell up money, and they I don't think they want to trade all the picks away for Rodgers. I think I he ends up on the Saints. I don't think Lamar. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think Lamar makes sense. The Saints don't have cap space for it, by the way. Um, well, they almost they, traded for him. Yeah, traded. They they can't trade him for a free agent. No, he got released today because he um, did not waive his no trade clause. But there was a trade on the table that would have been accepted if he waived his no trade clause. They had to release him because he refused to waive it. Baller move, by the way. They were like, "We're gonna trade you," and he's like, "No, you're not. I'm. I'm gonna get released so I can make more money." 
baller move. Yeah, and, and not just so he can make more money, but so like whatever team he goes to, if they trade him, like that team does lose assets for him. But if they just waive him, the team that he has can have now more assets to trade for, like you know, better players. Maybe get a you know that can be the difference between having like a solid wide receiver one and not. Uh, Cam. Um, disagree, Dylan's uh, not so. He said be going to the Jets, but also because I think the Jets are in a win now mode. And Derek Carr doesn't give me win now mode vibes. He gives me a steady quarterback who better have a stud team around him to go anywhere um, that's not possibly first round eggs. Why are they playing? Why so are they win now? They're, they're just starting. I to don't come think to they're. Form. I don't think they're in win now mode at all. That's part of the reason why I think. Oh, uh, I disagree. With that. I because disagree. I think they're going to crumble and fall apart, and they need to take advantage of what they have right now. That's why I like Lamar. He's young and he's a, he can make things happen coming up. All right. That is Wasted Takes. Let's move right along. Let's do some Super Bowl talk. Um, we'll start off pre-Super Bowl. Um, anthem, flyover, Nick Sirianni crying. So the, the thing about the anthem for me, I thought this was one of the better anthems I've heard in a long time. I think it's one of the best anthems ever, honestly. Um, I'm not a country guy. I've made that known. They should have country singers do this every year. So much, so, so a lot of soul. Him playing just the guitar, no backing track, just the guitar. Uh, <clears throat> I saw a great tweet that I'm going to steal. Um, after, after Chris Stapleton did the anthem, I owed him an apology. I was not familiar with his game. Um, very, very good. The Sirianni crying thing, he's getting clowned on it a lot. I get it. I get it. I, you're at the pinnacle of your career. You've never, you know, you, you've achieved something that most people in their lives are never going to achieve, even in football. Um, there's a lot of emotion. Also, you love your country. What other country has a, an event like that? You can say the World Cup. Nobody watches the World Cup compared to how many people watch Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and, and it's very American. A good anthem will make me cry. Um, this one did not. I think it was because I was like drinking, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed the anthem. Thoroughly enjoyed the pregame. Thought it was thought it was well done. Uh, Cam, what do you think of the anthem and Sirianni crying? I love the anthem. I thought Chris Stapleton did a really good job for every year. Um, but I do like the the twang that he has on it. It's very southern. It's a it's a nice draw. And Chris Stapleson just got a very unique voice in general. So I knew it was going to be good coming in, and he um, exceeded expectations. It was very nice. Nick Sirianni crying. I hope he was crying for good reason, um, and not that he was just scared, because I think he was. And are we going to talk about him a little bit later? But yeah. I was sorry excuse for a head coach who should be fired after making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll talk about him. No, yeah. Okay, cool. And that's all you got. Um, did it go under the anthem? <clears throat> Officially, yes. under, yeah. Barely. Some people are saying it's 201.99. Barely. I thought it was like 150. Dill, anthem? 
Um, I actually was late to the to Tucker's to watch, so I missed the anthem, and I still actually haven't even listened to it. So I need to do that, apparently. Um, Trey, I'm going to have to call your bluff on the uh, global reach on the World Cup, though, uh, and the Super Bowl. Super Bowl ratings, 100. In the US. Well, he said in the – Trey said in the world. So Super Bowl ratings in the world, 143 million. The World Cup final, 1.5 billion. Yeah, but how many people in uh, Qatar watch the World Cup final? Okay, well, probably not because yeah. they're significantly less. Well, sorry. But honestly, probably every single person in Qatar. Too bad, not not big enough. Probably, so the U.S. Uh, Super Bowl was 113 million. So I don't know if if, if they could reach that. In, in yeah, let's defend soccer. Let's talk how great soccer is. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I, just, I mean, if you compare the World Cup, Super Bowl is better than the World Cup. I will, Super I will Bowl die on that team. United States, like. Half of the entire country's GDP came from the World Cup. We're not talking about Good money here, them. Tuck. All right, we're, we're done yeah. with this. Go on. Tucker Anthem for the best of uh, Anthem, sports. Anthem, honestly, didn't really listen to it. You hate your country. Just That's why you like soccer so much. Makes sense. Um, I don't hate my country, and I don't hate the Anthem. Just didn't, like... Hates not, the anthem. Like, Hates I don't it. know. It's not like a draw to me. It's a bad it's song. I don't want to listen to like it. Oh, yeah. It's not a good song. I'm talking about the song. national anthem's a good song. Okay, dude. It, it brought a, a man to tears on national TV. It brings yeah, me to you tears. You know what? I, it, if it was like a Led Zeppelin riff that was the national anthem, I bet more people would have been crying. One dude cried. Biggest moment of all hundred of those men's life, a mid-song only brought one of Jason them Kelsey to was tearing up. Well, first you called it bad, and then you called it mid, so... Yeah. Uh, mid is like good. It. Mid is bad. You're, Tucker, you're... You hate our anthem, and it's insane to me. I I just don't, like, if you... You just hate the song. I get oh, it. Wait, I understand. Trey, Trey, how many times has the national anthem been your Spotify in the last year? I don't use Spotify. I want to know how many times you've listened to it. I don't use Spotify. Zero times. Apple Music, zero Correct. times. Is it on your is it on your tell me right now. If I went onto your Apple Music and searched national Tucker, anthem, it wasn't would it even be downloaded. Would it be downloaded? Yeah, it's downloaded. Yeah, this is a shitty song. No, it's a great song. Um, alright, the game. So first quarter. I thought this game was gonna this game was gonna end fifty four to fifty after the first quarter. Um I mean after the first two drives, rather. It, the Eagles drove right down. No resistance. Then the Chiefs did the same thing. Then they both get a couple stops. Um, I guess the big <coughs> overarching story of this game was kind of the lack of defense. And I, I know it ended up only being in the 30s, but still, that's it just didn't seem like the defenses could match up. And I guess these, both these offenses are high-powered and they have mobile quarterbacks who can improvise, um, but I just I just didn't see much defense. I mean, there were some great defensive plays and great defensive players. Um, Nick Bolton, who is the linebacker who wears number 32, which is putrid, by the way, that a linebacker wears 32. But for the Chiefs, he's the one that scored the touchdown when Jalen Hurts just dropped the ball. Um, and... He's an he's an unbelievable player. I've always liked him. I noticed him in his rookie year playing for the Chiefs, and he's just gotten better and better. 
He was almost MVP. He could have been. He would have been MVP if that pick, if that pick counted. Yeah. The drop, the drop pass. Yeah. No, he was unbelievable. I thought, but overall, I think this game was about the offense, and early on, that was very evident. And then in the first half, when Jalen hurts, I mean, essentially what boiled down to being the game. If he doesn't make that fumble, and it was a dumb fumble too, he just kicked the ball. He just turned to run with it and kicked it. And I mean, I guess that's where the difference comes in, where he's a young quarterback, you know, who who makes a lot of mistakes. Um, That was a bad one. And he just kicked the ball to the defense and they scored a touchdown. But first half, I mean, it was a great game for sure. First half lived up to the hype, I thought, and both offenses were on display. Um, at the end, was it at the was it in the first half that Mahomes hurt his ankle, or the second half? First half. Yeah. So let me just second touch. Quarter. Let me just touch on that. Um, do I think Mahomes is hurt? Yes. Do I think he's sandbagging? Yes. Yes. He's a sandbagging son of a bitch. Listen, Mahomes, great player, all time, will be an all time great when he's done. We'll win more Super Bowls. We'll win more MVPs. We'll probably set every single record there is to be set. He's starting to get on my nerves a little bit. He's starting to show that little bit of annoying side that his brother carries and his wife carries and his family that's starting to come out. Do I think he probably felt something on the ankle? Yeah, 100%. Do I think it was as dramatic as he made it? No. I think he probably overreacted because he's like, oh, shit. Like, I'm injured in the Super Bowl. What are we going to do now? He, the thing that made me think this, he ran, and I understand you can run on the injury and it shows toughness. He didn't avoid contact once after that. You know, if you're really worried about your ankle going, you're going to maybe get down. He was picking up chunks of yardage, 20 yards, and he wasn't going down. He's a sandbagging son of a bitch. Trey, if you watch the play where he got 26 yards, you're He's looking for a place to go down that entire time, but there's just no one in front of him. Like, it was just one of those plays. He lowered the shoulder on the guy at the end of the play. He's tough, dude. He is tough. I'm not saying he's not tough. He's playing it up a little bit. He was playing it up. Josh Allen hurdle someone and be like, eh, like, he should have slid instead. Sorry that, like, yes, I do think that. I do think they should slide. I do think they should slide. You suck. Who This man lives in your head. You're scared of him. Yeah, You're no, going to be scared of him for the next 15 years. Uh, he's sandbagging. I will not move off the take. And I do think quarterbacks will get down. You could look at, look at, let me talk. Look at all these quarterbacks that get hurt now. Look at their shorter careers. Look how they get derailed by injury. Get down. Get down, you idiot. He's a great. What did I say to start? What did I say to start the take? What did I say to start the take? You guys, you guys have. See, you have selective hearing. You just sit there on your phone, sucker, scrolling on TikTok with his mic muted. Cam's running around his house doing God knows what. You guys have selective hearing. You miss half of what I say, and you just pick out the nitpick parts. Dylan, what you think of the first half? It was a bad. No, it's just you're you're just a certified hater, just a hate. That's fine. I do hate the Chiefs. I, I will I will if you want to call me a cheese hater, Craig, call Craig, me one. Craig. I love it. Define define sandbagging for us. Ah, my ankle hurts. Ah, Jesus Christ, my ankle's broken. Somebody look at it. Ah. Oh, actually, I'm there fine. I'm gonna play. I'm fine. So so here's the thing. I think it was part of the game plan before the game even started. I think it was Andy Reid 
going into the locker room, telling Mahomes, okay, late in the second quarter, you're going to get tackled. You're going to act like you're really hurt. You're going to screw with the minds of the entire nation. And then you're going to come out in the second half and do something crazy. Now, do I think he's actually hurt? Obviously, yes. Uh, do I think he was selling it a little bit? Yes, because of That's that. That's all reason. I'm saying. But, but do I think that he was like, like, do I think that he should have gone down or, or like was fine? No, I don't think he was fine. I think he was showboating that a little bit for a competitive I edge. I agree. 100%. I don't think he was showboating at all. I think he went into the locker room and they shot him up with fucking cortisol. Yeah, yes. that's that, that's probably. I think that's what too. happened. That's, that's probably what happened. What happened too. But I, yeah, but no, it, he but felt think way about better when he came back out because they shot him up with enough drugs that he couldn't feel his face. Sandbagger, like son of a bitch. What is sandbagger? And I want to hear the word sandbagger out of your mouth, Trey. Uh, you can't even when you were a kid, you couldn't even see your grandma in a witch costume without running away screaming. And this I, man, yes, I was a child. Three hundred pound man, and you're like, oh. What a sandbagger because he had a sprained ankle and got tackled by a 300 You're right, man. Tucker. Let's nah, compare the six-year-old child to the NFL quarterback. That is a great argument. Well done. If I never seen a sandbagger, it's you. You don't know what the definition of sandbagging is. I was a genuine scaredy-cat little child. hundred I was. If I wasn't scared and was throwing myself on the ground out of fear for my – then, then yes, that'd be sagbagging. But I was terrified. I was a pussy. That's fine. It's a, it's a apples orbans argument. Just because when when Tucker is losing an argument, he goes to personal attack every single time. I'm not. I'm not every no. single uh, time. I'm going to clear this up very very easily. That maybe maybe this this man Patrick hurt himself a couple games ago. And he decided that he's going to through a playoffs, and then he continually hurt himself, and it hurt. It did hurt, and he hurt. It hurt him. He pressed out, bringing and yeah. getting these shots that made him feel better. So he really wanted to win because it was still the playoffs, and it was a more serious game. I said so, I, I mean, opened he, up by saying he was hurt. Yeah. I opened up again. So, so all I'm saying is, is but, but why is why is he acting hurt? And then not acting hurt because he wasn't, it didn't feel hurt. I, I'm getting like every forty percent of what you're saying. Except Mac, Mac Cross, bad. We know that Cam. We're we're getting like seventy five percent. We're getting half, but we know what he's saying. And he's right. <laughs> no, yeah. But but think about it from a competitive edge. Like seriously, if yes, he's obviously hurt. Yes, that tackle probably definitely hurt. Yes, he probably retweaked it. But it it's a display of of weakness, weakness that no, I don't that think works in your no, Tucker. It's a display of weakness on purpose for competitive advantage that I think significantly actually could could do something to the other team, making you think like, oh, their quarterbacks are here. Here we go, and then they and then he comes out and and is. I think walking the sideline, he's legitimately concerned if he's going to be able to go back into the game. Yeah, I do too. But I'm saying as a competitive edge, and so I don't, I don't not, think he's thinking about the competitive edge of making the injury look more dramatic. I don't, I think at that moment he's not sure if he's even going to be coming back on the field. 
He's a sandbagger. Um, anybody else have other thoughts off, on the first half of the game? He tried to run off the field and physically couldn't do it. Yeah, but the thing is, is does anybody have any thoughts on, uh, thoughts on the first half of the game? Uh, I thought the Chiefs were going to lose, especially with Mahomes going down like that. I, I, just, was, I was all on the Chiefs. I still believed in the Chiefs. Down 10, Pat Mahomes it, like, is still above 500 when trailing by 10 points. Yeah, but he's significantly hurt, like you said, and may not have come back. Yeah, no, I did have some fear that there was been no ah, my ankle in the first drive where he didn't really take over. It was like the there, first. Oh, he had some plays, but they were handing it off. The, the first drive, the first drive in the second half, they ran the ball yeah. on like third and four. They ran it like four or five times in a row. Pacheco is a baller. All right, before we get to the second half, um, let's do halftime show because this is going to be contentious as well. Um, now I've seen a lot of people saying best halftime show ever, one of the top halftime shows in the past few years, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to give you my opinion. Um, so I really didn't understand people saying that this was so great that I was like, maybe I'm wrong. I'll go back and watch halftime shows from the past, like five years or so and see what I think. So I, I watched, I'd skip the weekends cause that one's terrible. I'm not uh, but I watched last year's show, and I will say right now that I did not give last year's show its flowers. I think I said it was I didn't like it very much. It was kind of boring. It was a great show. It was a great show. Uh, great sets, great songs, great grouping of, of talent. Um, everything. Everything was really well done. It was a Super Bowl halftime show last year. Um, Shakira, J-Lo, we know my thoughts on that one. Um, what are some of the other ones I watched? Get Gaga, excellent show. This show to me, this Rihanna show, was incredibly mid. Just kind of boring. To me, like, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, impressiveness to it. It was one set. Yes, she was floating up in the air. It definitely had its great moments. Um, that shot, this was the best, I think, shot one ever with the cameras. They had the camera spinning upside down. Then they had that one shot where she was up on the platform. They zoomed out so you could see, like, the top of the stadium with the fireworks and all the lights in the crowd. I thought that was awesome. But to me, she seemed not all that into it. Now, I understand she's pregnant, so I did adjust my score based on that. I didn't know she was pregnant before the show. I thought she just had tacked on a few pounds. But she um, is pregnant, so I get it. Maybe not as much energy, maybe a little tougher to perform. So I gave it a 6.1. I thought the song selection was excellent. I thought she played great songs. Uh, the choreo was okay. The dancers were good. She kind of didn't really dance that much. Again, pregnant, understand. I don't think she's saying that much either. Yeah, yeah, the singing was now I one thing I did discover from watching these old Super Bowls, a lot of the singing is 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 lipped, is lip syncing. I think they sing about sixty to seventy percent of the time. It seemed like she was doing fifty fifty. Um I think she was really running out of energy. I don't know if she had been up late for rehearsing or nervous. She seemed just not very high energy to me. No costume changes, no special effect, no special guests, I mean, no set changes, just a platform in the air and her singing. Now, if you think that's good enough to do it, that's you. I think this is the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't care how big of a fan of the person you are. If you aren't giving like the best show of the year, which is what it's supposed to be, then it's kind of a failure. 
So I don't think it was terrible. I do not think it was anywhere near as close as some of the better halftime shows we've had over the past 10 years. I think it's right dab in the middle. I think it was a good artist playing good songs. Sounded okay with nothing really else. It was just kind of a concert. So I gave it a 6.1. I thought it was incredibly mid. I don't understand the hype. Tucker, you're kind of similar boat, I think. Um, yeah, I am. The fact that I definitely thought it was super average. Uh, it felt like it was almost all of them. And, um, I mean, yeah, incredible song. Like, the one thing that was the saving grace is that all of the songs are awesome. I will say. But there was almost no choreo. There was almost, like, she just kind of stood there while people danced around her. Um, I just, I don't know. I thought it was super average. And, like, you know, I get that she's pregnant. 100%. And, like, she can't do a lot of the things for the back. Maybe don't Everyone do Everyone brings in backup. Everyone has other performances. You're like, nope, I want to do it all by myself. And you're just going to stand there for 15 minutes on a platform doing nothing for 15 minutes while lip-syncing the song. I don't... I, like, I, here's my comparison. Coldplay. No, it wasn't the best performance. Like, you like, look, like, I can do a couple of my solo songs, but, like, I'm not holding a halftime crowd for 15 minutes. Detention. Do you know what he did? He brought in Beyonce and Bruno Mars, two incredible performers, to do the halftime show with him. They did a great job, and it was a great halftime show because he brought oh, it back. Disagree. That show sucked. That show sucked. That I thought that I actually liked that show. I, that that I did, but here's uh, the thing, Tuck, to, to bring up Coldplay. I, Coldplay is one of my more excited artists I had for a halftime show in the past few years, and I was really excited, and they kind of disappointed me. And I think the people that are saying right now Riri did a great show are the Riri stands who said she can stand out there and sing and and it's good enough show for anybody. She's so she's that talented. Disagree. It's not a Super Bowl halftime show. You need to have the pomp and circumstance. Yeah, like if you want to go to a Rihanna concert, then one hundred percent, like it's a Rihanna concert. But at the end of the day, there's Super Bowl. It's supposed to appeal to everyone. It's supposed to be the pomp and circumstance. It's supposed to be fun. I mean, like, and you know that you can't do that kind of stuff. So just bring in Jay-Z. You know what? If you really want to shock the world, bring in Kanye. I really thought he was coming out at one point when they started playing all the lights. <laughs> Kanye came out. Um, in that but just one thing before I one thing before I go to Cam and Dylan, who I think enjoyed the show more than we did. Not to beat a dead horse, but I went back this week, like I said, and watched the 2019 show, Shakira and J-Lo. The amount of elements they had they had dancing. Shakira was on drums and guitar. They had a children's choir. They had J-Lo's uh, daughter singing alongside her. They had B- Bad Bunny and J Balvin. They had a string section at one point, which I forgot. They had a rope dance. They had crowd surfing. Like, all those elements in one show. Rihanna had goes up on the platform, come down on the platform. The band comes out in the background. You don't even see them. And then you go back up on the platform. And yes, all the dancers were great. But uh, Cam, you liked the show. You said it was really well done. Um, that's not what I said. Um, this, Tucker, you actually said it right. This is a fantastic Rihanna concert, but it's not a fantastic Super Bowl performance. That's why I didn't vote on that poll that you put up. I didn't think there was a right answer up what there. What did we get for that? Um, 
I, I, I think I'm gonna say the good things I thought about Rihanna. One, I don't know if you guys noticed her at the very beginning promoting her brand by putting the makeup on. Did you guys see that? I did see that. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. I read a stat that she skipped out, used her halftime show to promote her brand, brand instead of paying seven million dollars for a thirty-second ad. Um, and it actually works, so she's making a lot more money off that. Good for her. Um, I also thought that the whole pregnancy thing, she embraced it. She, she pretty much brought it out. I kind of like that aspect. She had the unzipped on purpose. You could tell, um, so that you could notice it. She was she was embracing it, letting everybody know if I'm not that great today, that's why. So I'll give her that. Um, I also obviously she was 100 feet in the air. Scary. Not, I, I imagine she's a little bit nervous. I thought she, I didn't think she was nervous at all. Lack of energy, yes. Nervousness, though, I don't think so. I thought for when she did sing, she sounded great. When it was a backtrack, I couldn't notice really the difference unless I was actually looking. And she kind of let her songs do the work for her. And they, in terms of track, actual track and music transitions, I thought it was, it was one of the better better tracks set lists um i've seen i agree with that i think she played the hits 100 percent. i think yeah, that was great no, she gave us what we wanted 13 yeah. minutes and she included 10 if not more songs for so. as many bad songs like i mean good songs as she has she has just as many like not rememberable not memorable and songs she, so she, she could have pulled out the ones top. that no one cared but yeah no she the set list was great i agree yeah yeah so i, but, I she did as good as she could have being pregnant and i don't know if she's the one that comes up with what it's going to be for performance wise but i i'm going to knock her with if she has any say and and if anyone can come on with her let somebody she definitely does well she's she was very super like it's me so i guess one of the most narcissistic performances just like oh no i want to just be me Uh, well what are you going to do then Oh, nothing. I'm just going to stand here and people are going to dance around me. And she's getting crazy. And for it. like, not her. yeah. But I, I think I, that's I stupid. Know. It's rah rah, independent woman. I get it. And then have a woman. Have a woman join you. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm, no, you just want. No, it wasn't rah rah anything. It was just rah rah me. Like, it was like, look at me, look at me, look at. I, I don't know. So, like, can I get like. My one argument against the pregnancy thing is. You ever see Beyonce's pregnancy announcement? It was like at the VMAs or the Grammys. She was out there shaking it and moving and dancing. Oh. She got down and then she was belting her heart oh, out. And she yeah, unzipped. No, no, I, I'm comparing the two. She unzipped and she was Beyonce's pregnant about the same size that Rihanna was. Like I don't know the technicals. I I'm again I'm giving her a pass on a lot of stuff. If she had done this not pregnant, this would have been a terrible show for me. I'd have been like, she has no energy. She doesn't care. I understand the pregnancy. I'm just saying Beyonce's a different breed. Beyonce, well, then Beyonce's, maybe Deon, Beyonce's halftime show was also better. So maybe Rihanna's just <laughs> mid in general. Uh, there you go. Dylan? Oh. Yeah, tough going last. You guys kind of hit on all the points. Um, one thing I'll say is it was really, to me, apparent about the, uh, um, the you know, the split between vocals versus backtrack whatever you want to call it it was anytime there was a 
It's like she had to hold a long note. She was not holding any long note. It was, I'm going to hit the note and stop. And you could just see that she was not singing. And then it would continue. Uh, the vocals from <clears throat> whatever around the stadium or on, on TV, however they do that. Um, it did seem like if you listened to the show and didn't watch it, you would have thought that the show was a lot better because on screen, not much was going on. I mean, obviously they have all the dancers, um, but to me, the dancers, I don't care about. They're just kind of there. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They like, I want like, like Trey, you're saying the other aspects of the show. Yes. The floating platforms were cool, but that was about it. There wasn't any transition, anything else. Um, Again, obviously the pregnancy thing, what else can you do? Not much. Um, so I think just because of everything, I would put it in the mid category. I think the song selection was good. You know, you, you don't like it when they do, uh, people do a show and they try to promote their like upcoming album and it's songs you've never freaking heard of before and they all stink. Like, they always got to plug in a couple of those. You didn't do any of that, um, which I thought was good. Um, and it did sound good, but you're watching and you're like, the performance obviously wasn't anything special. I mean, yet, yes, with the floating platforms, but there was not much more to it. So I put it in the mid category. It was still entertaining. It was good yeah, visual shots, like Trey said. Um, she also did, did it for free. Like, she didn't get any money for it. She was getting. They never got money for it. Really? Yeah. I think it's all promotion. I think it's all based on how how you're promoting yeah. yourself. Oh, I thought it went to the lowest bidder. I have no clue. No. Okay. Anyway, we'll look it up after the show. We'll see. You guys think it's all free? I will so, say one thing. I'll tend to agree with you. Agree with you now. Big loser, me. You know, you if you listen to the show last week, I said I had "Bitch Better Have My Money" as the first song. Now you're saying, Trey, why are you giving a loser? I committed a fraudulent act. I did not hold my water. I changed my pick approximately 10 minutes before the show and said, run this town. It was going to be the opener. Now, Linnea got it right, though, because she said, bitch, but I have my money from the beginning. From yeah. like no, I was on it. Ago. I was on it, and I just was like, you know, the NFL, they're not going to want to say her to open with a with a nasty word. Um, so Didn't care. No, didn't. Well, she didn't even really say it, but... Uh, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the second half. Uh, can somebody drive the conversation real quick? I need to step away for a moment. I can, but I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear me. I don't have much on the second half. I thought the Chiefs just played literally the perfect second half other than one incompletion. They didn't have any penalties. They had one incompletion. They had as many touchdowns as they had. Um, there was one other stat. Uh, I'm not sure what it was, but they played the perfect second half of football. Obviously, you're going to get to that flag at the end, <laughs> but they they deserve to win that game, in my personal opinion, regardless. Uh, you throw that flag, they're still you know, probably going to kick the field goal, and, and maybe they stop, maybe they don't. comes down to the quarterback that fumbled the football to put them in that position in the first place. I thought it was a deserving win for the Chiefs, nonetheless. So I, I agree with you, Cam. Um, I think they did play a pretty perfect second half. Andy Reid, 
is an offensive genius. I mean, to be able to scheme up multiple plays where you're in the red zone and you have guys wide open, and I mean an entire field to half of the field to themselves, that's just offensive genius. Like you can have the great quarterback back there. A lot of players are going to be able to make that throw. And a lot of players are going to be able to catch it and walk into the end zone. You had it with Tony. You had it with Sky Moore. Just wide open. So he's an offensive genius. The defense did what they had to do. Um, almost a big play on the drop pass. Um, but in terms of the, the flag, I, um, I do think that he held. Um, but I also think that the game wasn't called that way the entire time. There was... No other, I think, uh, post-snap penalties in the game, if I'm right. There might have been a, one or two. But Juju Smith-Schuster was held before in the first half on the exact same play. Running over the middle, or not the exact same play, but he was in the middle of the field. Bradbury was on him. Bradbury did the same thing, grabbed his jersey a little bit, little tug, and they didn't call it. So after a year where the officiating has been really, really bad, um, they continue. They they took away what could have been a great ending. Now Kansas City, you know they what were they down at that point? They were down. Were they down three? No, they were tied. So they could have scored the field goal, gone up by three, three, and then give you know Hertz and the Eagles an actual chance. Um, I think it was a bad call because of the situation. Let them play if it's not egregious. The thing about football is there is a hold on every single play. They could call holding on every single play. They don't because the game wouldn't work that way. This was not egregious enough to be called. He did give him a little tug. By the book, it is holding. It was ticky-tack. It was barely anything. The ball, I think, was uncatchable. I don't think Juju was getting to it even if nobody was on him. I think it was a little too long. Um, And you took away the chance for a real, legit superstar like great Super Bowl ending um and I know you got to make the calls as you see them but to me I I would pocket the flag in that situation I'm not a ref I don't know a lot about officiating but it just seemed like the wrong time to do that now that being said the Chiefs deserve it they played a great second half like I said um I don't think this takes away from them I just would have liked it would have been a better game had it not been called um so, I mean, good second half for the Chiefs. And the Eagles, like you said, Cam, the, the Eagles aren't in that situation if their quarterback doesn't drop the ball on the ground. So, nothing you can do about that. Uh, Dill? Yeah, second half. Um, the Eagles needed to, you know, they needed to play a very good second half. And they needed to not allow the Chiefs to have the best half of football they could possibly have. They had a good, the Eagles had a good second half, but they yeah, did they not did. stop. They did not stop the Chiefs from having the best possible half that you could have in a football game, basically. Um, and that comes down to the defense, obviously. Um, and, and the offense, I mean, there were times they went three and out. Or maybe am I thinking of the first half? No, I, I think they remember. scored the, on every possession in the second half. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it, it, it came down to to defensive, you know, I mean, obviously it's a Super Bowl. You're going against arguably the best offense in the league. Um, and you, you just need those big guys to make a play. 
need to force a fumble, need to find a way to, you know, stop a first down, and they just didn't, and uh, it ended up biting them, I think. Uh, Pat Mahomes showed a lot of grit, although, I mean, with our discussion previously, I still obviously think he was playing hurt. Um, showed a lot of grit, a lot of toughness. Andy Reid is a genius. They ran the same play just on the opposite side of the of the field for a touchdown right on the goal line. Um, I think that comes down to being outcoached in general. I Like Cam said, Sirianni, make-a-wish coach. I think that was evident in this, in this second half. Uh, and the Chiefs also played, I mean, uh, given the penalty, I don't want to go into it, Trey went into it, but after the penalty, the Chiefs played it perfectly, and they executed every part of the end game, the last two and a half minutes, uh, as I think you would want to scheme and expect the team to do, uh, to, to kick a field goal with eight seconds left or whatever it was. Um, it was anticlimactic climatic at that point but um that was the right call so kudos to the chiefs very much deserved the win going into halftime down 10 tucker um yeah so i want to start off on something right off the bat uh pat mahomes played a great game deserves mvp all that jalen hurts is a franchise qb is what I found out. And you can say, like, oh, the fumble. The fumble didn't lose them the game due to the fact that directly after the fumble, he drove down the field and scored a touchdown. So if you want to look at that drive, you can't look at it as he cost them a touchdown since he drove down directly after. Basically, this that's the same outcome there as if he had a three and out. It's the same exact outcome. The score was the same when well, the Chiefs had the ball. The Chiefs scored when they. Yeah, but so did the Eagles. From the time previously that Pat Mahomes was on the field to that time Pat Mahomes was on the field, the next time Pat Mahomes was on the field, the score was the same exact score. There was no difference in score because both teams had scored a touchdown. So it's not like that's a game changer. I, like, I understand the fumbles of obviously changes the outcome of the game, probably changes everything, but you can't sit, sit here and act like Jalen Hurts didn't play incredible. He played great, he I, but I do think that great. is a game-changing play, that things could have been very different if that didn't happen. I don't know. I think the Chiefs get the ball again in that half, and I think they probably score again. Like, I think... But it takes time off the clock. they maybe not ending up with the ball at the end of the game. It was it was before halftime, was it not? Yeah, it was. Never mind. Yeah, he balled out. No, he balled out. He balled out. out. He, yeah, I, I, I took just, the under on yards. I just want to give Jalen Hurts his flowers. He deserves I'll it. Give, I'll give him. I'll give him my respect. But what yeah, about that know. noodle? I, 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 I was super low on Jalen Hurts. He was a system QB up into this game for me, and I found out in this game that I was fully wrong. Um. How about that noodle arm throw at the end of the game? Though? What happened there? That one was a little bit questionable. <laughs> I'm gonna say that he tripped. Something happened. So how about that noodle arm? How about that noodle arm head coach? Yeah. So I mean, Tucker. Wait, before we do that, Tucker, do you have any thoughts on the call? 
On the what? On the the penalty. I mean, it was a penalty. Um, it just sucks that it had to change the outcome of the game. I would have liked it to be. You know, I want them to let that play. But if you see a penalty, you can't just not call it. I mean, they didn't you know? call it the rest of the game is my problem. Like, just call the game consistently the whole way through, and we won't have a problem. Yeah, I mean, but he gra- I mean, grabbed him, so that's kind of my counter, is that, like, what are you going to do? Just, like, pretend like you didn't see it because you don't want it to have happened? Well, just let him play. It wasn't, it wasn't like, that big My whole thing is, like, oh, well, this makes the game less... It- I mean, you have to call it if you see it. I, they, I don't think they did call it early when they saw it, though. That's the thing. I think they get ner- just as nervous as the players, and they they see something that they didn't call early on, and then they decide, okay, I'm going to call it now because I saw it. It's, it's, you also don't know which ref made the call versus saw the, all the other play or whatnot. I mean, so, yeah, I but mean, just call the game consistently. Get together and say we're going to we're going to let them play here. We're going to allow a little bit of holding, or say we're going to allow none of that stuff. It's just it, it's a shame to me. Um, so Sirianni coming out of this game. He's getting a little bit of egg on his face. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of him telling the Chiefs to to go back um, when he challenged the play. It ended up not working out, or they challenged the play, or whatever happened. Um, and then, Chiefs challenged. Yeah, and then obviously not a lot of second half adjustments. Chiefs kind of ran rough shot over them. Cam, you've been chopping at the bit. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, so I was going to start at that the, the hand gesture thing. Uh, that's when I gave him respect to hands, really. Is, it reminded me of, like, the bully at the lunch table when you finally stand up for him. And he's just like, bro, that's, that's not cool, man. Let's, let's stop that. And the bully kind of, like, smiles and, like, is awkward because he's never been talked down to before. That's how I felt like Jalen Hurts handled the situation. It's, it's just, Sirianni's just immature. And this is the biggest game in your career, and you're like taunting the other team, like go back before you even know the outcome. Um, it's a childish move, and Jalen Hurts was straight faced the whole time, locked in, put his arm down, shook his head, kind of like, "Come on, man." Um, I thought that was awesome. Uh, just made me so happy to see. And then, yeah, I mean, let's just talk about the actual fact that you got a coach, you got to. You can't just rely on your offense. Your offense played great. Then you have to actually do something to stop the other team from scoring. He forgot about that part at halftime. He was too excited about having a 10-point lead and his quarterback rushing for three touchdowns or two touchdowns to throw it for one. Um, no adjustments whatsoever. The Chiefs just destroyed them in the second half. Andy Reid outcoached him to a point where just pile draw drove him into the ground. Uh, it was embarrassing. I almost felt that for the Eagles a little bit that that they didn't even But then I also was the Eagles and I hate them in all my life. So um, yeah, Sirianni is a killing. He's he's gonna ruin that franchise and I'm all here for it. Zero sacks from the Eagles in this game. Um, I don't think they're ruined. I think they'll be good again. Um, all right, so post game today, parade, whatever, legacy. So the talks are already, you know, starting the dynasty stuff. I opened up on my ways to take on that. Um, let me just say, like, the Chiefs deserve this. They're a good team. This roster is is a lot worse than a lot of Super Bowl rosters. I think I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, I mean, the receiving core is 
kind of mid. I mean, they've got, you know, Juju's talented, but he's not, you know, an elite guy. Uh, Pacheco's good, but he's a rookie and he's a running back. You can find those guys. That, they have a great offensive line, I'll say that, um, and a great defensive line too. But I don't know about their DBs. They don't seem that great. Um, their linebacking core is outside of Bolton. I don't know how they are. But they're very good, and they're starting to get a little full of themselves, in my opinion. Travis Kelsey, I think he's a massive toolbox, this guy. I don't know if you guys, Tucker sent me a few of the TikToks of like these white boys in their fields and they're all like, this is Travis Kelsey trying to talk to a, talk to a girl. Um, but him saying like the, no, everybody doubted us, blah, blah, blah. I think at times people were like, yeah, well, you guys are losing uh, Tyreek Hill. You'll still be good, but maybe you're not going to be that elite offense anymore. I think that's warranted. But nobody was saying they weren't going to make the playoffs. Nobody was saying that they aren't good. Andy Reid's a fantastic head coach because he put this idea in their head that they were underdogs and they rode with it. So I think it's all on Reid in terms of that mentality. And I think that's a good thing to have. But just like kind of know like what's going on. Like from watching the Patriots, them saying they're, they're, they had doubters, they certainly did a lot. And you had guys coming on saying Brady's off a cliff. Uh, <clears throat> they had some bad losses where people set dynasty over, blah, blah, blah. Haven't really, myself, haven't heard that with the Chiefs. I heard the Tyree Kill stuff. I heard the stuff. That, I would have said this at the beginning of last year when they were kind of sput- sputtering. And I, I think I said it myself that they were done. Not this year. They've been good all year. Everyone, everyone on this show picked them to make the playoffs. Tucker picked them to win the goddamn Super Bowl. And we know nothing. So, like, and then Mahomes, too. The, the whole Twitter beef that they got into was kind of childish and Mahomes is, I think, is starting to show more of his cockiness, which he he has the right to do. He's a great quarterback, but uh, in terms of legacy, Mahomes I think has cemented himself as a top five quarterback all time. Um, nobody's put up the numbers he has in his first five years. I think he's got a very good chance of becoming the greatest of all time. He's gonna have to win a lot more championships. I don't think it's impossible for him to do so. He's unbelievable, and in terms of Kelsey, his legacy. I'm ready to say that he's better than Gronk. And I'll tell you why. He's just faster. He's faster than Gronk. He he is more of a wide receiver than Gronk. Gronk was a great blocker, but like this dude Kelsey is never covered. And Gronk wasn't really covered, but he was really injury prone and he would go down for, for a couple games a year. Kelsey doesn't seem to have that problem. He's just fat he's just a giant wide receiver. And, you know, I don't think he's asked to block too much, but the way he scores and the effortlessness, I think he might be a better tight end than Gronk, unfortunately. And, I mean, Gronk, I really have grown cold on in the past five years or so. But I really think Kelsey is one of the best, if not the best, all time. He's obviously number two lowest he could be. Uh, but I think I think I would put him ahead of Gronk. Um, Tucker, KC Legacy, you're kind of a KC uh, dick rider now. You love Pat Mahomes so much, and you know you were rooting for them in this game. You excited about the the future of the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, I think the Kansas City Chiefs definitely have a bright future. I wouldn't call myself a dick rider or even a Kansas City fan. Did I know the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this when you were screaming "Fly Eagles, fly!" like a scumbag? I I don't see how I like. 
Oh, at the top, the you know, when we um, argued the Mahomes thing, you said, he's so tough, you're such a hater, why are you hating on him? Man, man, man. Awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, here's the thing, is that your entire premise around hating Mahomes is that you think that he's going to end his career better than Brady, and I'm just saying that if you really believe that, then you're not really a Brady fan. You're If you're that afraid that any great QB is just going to take over Brady's legacy and make everyone forget about Brady, then maybe you're just not the Brady supporter that you think that you are. No, I am. Um, are you, though? Because yeah, I am. You're, it's like, Pat Mahomes wins his second Super Bowl, and you're like, great, he's going to be the new go. He's peaked. Like, I didn't say he was. I said he's being talked about as that, which annoys me. No, I don't think – I think you're talking about it. I like, mean, if you're not seeing it, then you're like, not that locked in. Everyone is giving Tom Brady his flowers right now, talking about how Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. The GOAT is retiring. We'll never see someone like this again. And then you're over here being like, oh, no, like, have a whole people, he's going to be the new GOAT. Like, yeah, I mean, I like I've said on the show I just, before, I'm I don't just... Know. I, I just don't think that you're a real Brady guy. Like I, you think that any guy could be the next Brady? Well, it's not, he's Brady. not just any guy, but um, I've, just more, I've, I've said on the show before, I'm just more tapped in than a lot of people are, and I understand that. It takes a lot of effort to be as tapped in as I am, so I don't blame tapped him. Tapped into what? Just the sports world and, and the sports media world and what's what people are talking about. So I mean I don't blame you. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see it at all. Like I I don't think people yeah, I know. are saying I do Brady. though. I can I haven't seen it anywhere Brady versus Mahomes. It's not anywhere. Right. Oh, that's Mahomes insane. It's all over the place. Uh really? Cam yes. Kansas Kansas City legacy. Yeah. Stephen A said Mahomes is number three all time. That's where yeah, I have. That's where I have them. Stephen A. said number. It said Brady, Montana, Mahomes. That's where I have them. Yeah. Again, and they get Montana cool. has four, and but, Brady has seven. Okay, but it's the comparison. It's the, he's twenty-seven years old. The picture I sent today comparing Brady like, to Mahomes at twenty-seven. It, it is happening, and I don't know. That was a dumb, dumb argument that you just had. I just don't see the goat conversation. I don't see people saying that Mahomes. It's starting now. It's like starting maybe now. In ten years from now, like okay, we can it's have the that only conversation. conversation. It's the only conversation that's going to keep this thing going. It, he's always going to be compared to Brady until he retires now, because he's the only one that has the possibility of catching up to him. So that's what LeBron's whole career was with MJ. Nobody thought that he was going to be there, and it's it's, it's the same exact thing. LeBron, the first, very first conversation, LeBron versus MJ, 10 years later, they're still talking about it. That's the new Mahomes we're going to watch. Yeah, I just think I think there's 10 years until, like, that's a real conversation. Sure, but it's going to happen. Cam, how many do you think Mahomes can win? He's going to win five. He's got three more, so... Over the next, what does he have, 12 years left in him? Maybe he'll win three more over the next 12. Pretty good chance. I, th- I, think, yeah, I think that's easy, three over the next 12. Yeah, I think he ends with five. Um, Dylan, Casey Legacy, any thoughts? I mean, we've already touched on it all. Um, they are on the cusp of being the next... Great dynasty. I just don't know how much uh, Reed will hold on <clears throat> for. Like, I don't know, like three more years, maybe. 
I don't know. Um, all right, let's move on. It is the end of football season, therefore it's the beginning of movie season. Oscar's coming up, so we're going to give our opinions on the movies of today and yesterday. Before I do that, Tucker, what was the secret word from last week? Didn't listen. Uh, I'm ashamed. Uh, you know, you had a, these long flights to and from the islands. Pretty word. Uh, my, it wasn't uploaded when I got on the plane. Top, top yes, it was. Um, if, uh, you know, you don't listen, how we expect people to, outside of here to listen, that's all I'm saying. But That's fair. Um, movie, Tucker is the playoff challenge champion, so he will be selecting our first movie. So it'll go Tucker, Dylan, myself, then Cam. Uh, and I'm going Oscar season. Uh, I'm going everything, everywhere, all at once. What is I that? I would want to see this for a while. Is that a movie? Uh, yeah. It's going to be a first gift for Are you boys? just saying you want to watch every movie everywhere <laughs> at once? <laughs> That'd be tough. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we could score that. <laughs> this is a movie? Yeah. It's I like the runaway... Movies. It's the runaway favorite for... Um, yeah. Like, best picture. Yeah, I'm, there's no way I'm watching it. I've heard it's terrible. I've actually heard, I talked to some, uh, Connor O'Brien listened to it, I mean, watched it on the flight home, and he said it was incredible. So it's a really slow build, the last 45 minutes are just so good, like, so good that it makes it all worth it. Is this that, is this that movie with all the A-list actors that everybody's saying sucks? No, that's Amsterdam. The plot centers on a Chinese-American immigrant who, while being audited by the IRS, discovers that she must connect with parallel universe versions of herself to prevent a powerful being from destroying the multiverse. That actually sounds pretty good. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm excited for it. I mean, it's up for best picture, so. It has to be good. All right, that's our show, Wasted Takes. That's our football season. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen, through all the back and forth. I can't believe it's over. Through all the back and forth throughout the season. Uh, it was entertaining as always. Our fourth. Well, Are we going to be XFL guys? Or USFL guys? USFL guys? Um, I yeah, don't know. I got the. What is it? The, the Houston Gamblers are trying to be. <laughs> trying to, but the product's trying to be every year. <laughs> <laughs> the product's always miserable. We have to. Next week or three weeks from now, we each of us has to have a team, and we have to follow Every year we that team. team. And then they, and they, then, they, don't, they, and don't they disband. Oh, we don't make it to the playoffs. <laughs> the doors shut on the players. We, we have to follow that team and give updates every week. Um, the next three weeks, week seven. Week seven. Yeah. Um, Correct. No, it's over. We also, for us Boston fans, have a pretty big playoff coming up for both. NHL and and, and uh, NBA. So I plan on being more locked in with that now that football's done. But that's our show. Check us out on our socials. Seven votes today on the poll. Not bad. Would like more, potentially. Um, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week. First non-football episode in a while. All right, boys. See you.